Want to take a ride? Climb aboard the Anomaly Train with me, where we'll discuss everything from skinwalkers and UAPs to angels and NDEs. My name is C.K. Shali, and I've been a seeker of the metaphysical, the miraculous, and the phenomenal for six decades. What I've found, I want to share with you. So come along for the ride, and let's see where we'll end up. Today's stop on the Anomaly Line is all about star seeds. My guest is Cassie Beauclair, who is going to tell us all about star seeds, what they are, and what some of the different kinds are. Cassie is the mother of a two-year-old girl, and both she and her daughter are star quality beautiful, and her fiancé is the father. You can see this handsome couple on YouTube called Relaxing with J&C. Cassie is currently working as a restaurant manager at a casino. She is also going for her real estate license and wants to complete a master's degree in psychology so that she can be a school counselor. This is a girl on the go with both feet on the ground and a lot of ambition. Welcome, Cassie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Carol. Thanks so much for having me on. So fun. Happy to have you. Now, our topic today is star seeds. So jump in. What are star seeds and how did you get involved with it? So this is, I just want to go ahead and um, preface all of this with the fact that everything I explain here is based solely off of my own experiences. And, you know, I'm no expert on this and I don't personally believe that anybody really is, but um, Star seeds are they're fascinating um, in that they're super advanced spiritual beings. So from what I gather, um, you know, just based off of different researches and podcasts that I've listened to, they're basically souls uh, traveling from other planets and different realms. Um, and they're put here on Earth, among other places, I'm sure, because, you know, I know we're, we're not the only planet with living beings. I believe. So let me stop um, you and it, say, how are they put here on earth? Through consciousness. So um, they're put here. They're basically, uh, it, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, it, it's that when you get like more in depth to that, like particular aspect of it, I'm not necessarily super expertise on it necessarily. But um, what I do know is that it's, they're just from different planets and basically there's an agreement that you're put here on earth um through a consciousness and when you come here like i said it is an agreement so you're put here and then you kind of forget why you're put here there's a mission and that's what i gather from everything so you're here to uplift the human race bring light and knowledge and pretty much just help the entire planet's evolution through awakening others consciousnesses so to get i guess a little further into that um i want to basically explain that when a star seed is put here on earth they're here for a mission they forget where they're from and what the initial mission was before agreeing to travel here, they have no idea, but that's the whole purpose of being here. And I know that's kind of like out there, but that's the general idea of it. Um, and this is one reason why some people feel like they don't belong or like fit here on earth. 
um, or why they may be, let's say, strongly drawn to the sky and to the stars and to different galaxies. And the reason why it's hard to explain is because it's almost unexplainable. Okay. And the only well, way that me... I can personally explain it, it's just like a knowing. Okay, so let me ask you this. Now we're talking about a soul that is born inside a human body, not a person who is dropped off on earth fully grown as from another planet who is interacting with people. Exactly. Yes. So that is not, <laughs> yeah. And I know that there are, there are definitely like different like theories and I guess you can call them conspiracies and that's definitely not what I believe in. That's not, that's not what I've been told like through meditations and like have heard and like felt and known um, for myself. Um, we are a human being, but there is like a consciousness and just like um, a connection that you're put here. I don't want to ruin our podcast, but Nora's being very loud. Yes. That's okay. Nora can that Nora is her daughter and she's adorable. And yes, we'll probably hear background noises. I uh so please bear with us. My cat will sometimes make noise. And then there's always the rooster. So you know, we can we can we can go with that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so okay, speaking good. of which, maybe Nora wanted to let us know, could she be a star seed? Honestly, I she very well could be. And I haven't really seen, she's only two, so I haven't really seen any like signs yet, but I'm sure they're coming because she is my daughter and I, I have a feeling about it. <laughs> Probably because you have a sense that you are a starseed as well. And how did that begin? When did you start to feel different? So that is a great question. So essentially what happened for me is I actually didn't know anything about starseeds or different spiritual beings at all um, until a very specific meditation session that I experienced one day a couple years ago. Oh, tell us um, about that. Yeah, so it was, I was having kind of a, a rough day um, and I really needed to do uh, a deep like healing meditation. So I actually did, are you familiar with cacao? No. So cacao, it's, um, it's basically, it's a drink and it's like a healing ceremonial type drink, uh, that's like dated back like centuries old, um, used in rituals for like ultimately like opening up your heart and allowing your blood to flow, um, a little more to your brain. And it helps strengthen your awareness and your focus, um, that ultimately helps you heal your body, um, and just kind of gives your immune system a good boost. But when you go into the meditation whilst drinking this cacao, um, it really? just really, yeah, it really kind of like opens up like your third eye and it kind of opens up your heart and um, helps you get into a deeper meditation for lack okay. of being able okay. to explain so it. Okay, so people are, are going to want to know what this is. Is it C-A-C-A-O? Is that how you spell yep. it? And how do yes, you purchase it does it come as a powder a drink yeah you can get it from um many other many places um you can get it online you can get it from a lot of like shops 
if you find like a small shop that like sells crystals <laughs> in places like that, it, chances are they're carrying it, but you want to make sure that it's organic and it's like sustainably um, uh, foraged because basically you don't want anything like that has chemicals and crap in it. So, okay. so um, is this like a powder you mix with water or do you buy this already? As yeah. Like powder yep it's a it's it's um it's basically the pure version i i believe i guess i don't know maybe everything about it of cocoa okay so it's basically like a hot chocolate but it has like a a different um more advanced kind of flavor to it it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of difficult sometimes if you first when you first try it it's uh doesn't taste the greatest but it it helps with your meditations for sure um so, so i did my little yes <laughs> so i did my little cacao healing ceremony for myself so basically what i did is i had it i brought it to my chest i did a few deep breaths and i just really opened up my heart and you know my crown my third eye everything um, and really went into a deep meditation with the intention of needing to know where I belong. I, I was, I was focusing on, um, whether things were going to look up anytime soon. Now this was at the beginning of the pandemic. And so mm. I, just like many others kind of had a heightened anxiety and just a general worry that I couldn't seem to shake off. Um, so during this meditation, now this could be a little crazy for some people, but I 100% astro traveled through many different planes and I ended up in what I believe to be a ship of some sort. And there were about four to five different, what I now know were Arcturian beings wow. and they were absolutely beautiful. Um, they're there are honestly no human English words even made up to describe them. Um, they Do had like translucent. Yeah. Do your best. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had translucent skin. They were shining, glowing, um, the color blue that a color that we can't even see in this universe. Um, and they were able to speak to me without words. Um, how, how tall were they? they were little they were like little things and they were almost levitating um from what i remember i mean the the experience happened so quickly um but they told me that they brought me back specifically said brought me back um to let me know that my mission's on the right track and that humankind is going to be okay and they said, trust and believe that humankind is going to be all right. And like I said, it was extremely quick, the experience. And then they sent me back. And when I came back to consciousness and awareness, I was lightheaded. Um, I was a little shaky. And because I knew that what I just experienced was real and I'm not like going through a psychotic break. You know what I mean? Like I just, I had a knowing and I just knew that like, everything that didn't make sense before just kind of clicked and I felt after that experience even more awakened and 
I just had a knowing that I do have a purpose here and it's here just to, to help others and to heal others and to be, um, an ultimate like escape for others to be able to listen and help. So that's pretty much like what started my entire like little journey here. Um, and from there, I ended up looking more into this and came across star seeds and wow. the different types of spiritual beings. Um, there are so many different kinds and I had no idea, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what landed me to know what I do now. That must've been a very I want to say overwhelming experience, but enlightening experience, like nothing you had ever happened, experienced before. Yeah. It must have really been quite, quite an opening. Now, do you feel that you are Art Arcturian? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Why? Um, Tell me. Um, I think it's because I after looking more into what Arcturians actually like who they are and the type of like being that they are, I relate so, so much to them. So based on what I know and what I feel, um, the Arcturians are essentially the healers of humanity. Um, and it makes sense to me personally because I'm extremely empathic and intuitive. Um, and I've always been, so it's weird because I've always been extremely extroverted and I find a lot of others are introverted, um, because of this next fact, which is whenever I'm in public, it can sometimes feel like overwhelming, um, because I can quite literally feel others emotions around me, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And so you probably can, can, can relate to that. And that's why, that's why a lot of people that are like me and you, um, you and I are, <laughs> are actually introverted. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how I'm such an extrovert and I, you know, like to be out in public. It's almost like I like feeling other people's emotions and like knowing that if I could, if I had the courage to, I could help them. Um, but for example, just to kind of go deeper into that, like if someone's walking past me in the grocery store and is sad, that sadness will just surround me. And sometimes I'll even know the cause of their sadness, like whether it be a breakup or like just having a tough time with work, like et cetera. And this again is just a knowing. Um, and I could be wrong because I guess I'll never know because I'll never have the courage to stop that stranger and ask them. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it, whenever I meet someone, I know immediately who they are, how they are, just in general, the type of person they are. And I've never, never, ever been wrong on that. Now, so, did, did this start when you were much younger or is this recent? Absolutely. And so it, it definitely started when I was younger. And I never understood it. I was a real, I was a really emotional child. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I felt everybody else else's emotions around me. And I didn't know what that meant or why, or like, 
like why I was so emotional, you know what I mean? And, and it was kind of like, uh, almost like a bad thing. So I never really cared to look into it. Um, but now knowing the why and who I am now, um, everything just makes so much more yeah, sense. It makes, it makes and it's going to help me be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to help me be more, um, open-minded and empathetic to Nora, you know, right. like I'm, I'm going to be there for her and, you know, let her find her own way and not diminish her when she's feeling emotional or like being overwhelmed. Right. And validate, validate what she's feeling instead of not understand, understanding it at all. Um, I looked into Octorians uh, anticipating this discussion. And one of the, this, one of the characteristics that I came across was that they're calm, grounded, intelligent, analytical, and spiritual. And I can't think of anyone that embodies that more than you. And I, you know, continued on, I said, well, who am I if I am, and I have looked into this before, and if I'm anything, it's Pleiadian. Uh, It's a different energy. It's, uh, we're like the same, but a little bit different. And again, I'm a healer, you know, I'm a, I'm a giver. I have all of those things, but I'm not as calm and cool as you are. Um, <laughs> you, give off, you give off that calm, serene energy, even when you're excited. And I'm a complete lunatic, uh, you know, on the opposite. So it's like, wow, there must be something to this because we fit the mold. We really do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that you mentioned that because at the end of the day yeah the Pleiadians are they they've basically come to earth to also help expand consciousness and evolve which is super similar to the Arcturians so I think that's another reason why we may be so connected you and I is because we do have that um starseed connection and it's like um it's the energy and you can feel it and you have a knowing and that knowing man it is so hard it's it's unexplainable yeah, yeah. you just know uh, the, the only thing i can relate it to is if you watch how an animal will make friends with another animal they don't talk they don't know what their nationality is what their race is what anything is but they feel the energy and they become friends it can be a cat and a dog it can be a horse and a goat and it's just that that match of energy and you can't explain that that it's it's just there it's 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 impossible to explain of course once i post this podcast our secrets are out and uh (laughs) Then we have, then we have to deal with the people who will have a little trouble understanding that we're not a little bit crazy. Have you, how do you cope with that? (laughs) So it's, it's funny. Um, I've never necessarily felt a calling to like explain the, the aspect of it, like so in depth, like we're talking about. So for me on the surface and just for like the general public or just people that I come across acquaintances and, and this discussion comes up, I talk more about the surface, easy to understand. I'm an empath. I'm intuitive. Um, 
I kind of keep it there where it's, where it's acceptable. <laughs> and, and it's not necessarily for the sake of being embarrassed, you know, to talk about, you know, the star seed aspect of it. I just don't feel that it's necessary. Um, I would love for people to know about it. Uh, I think that um, the people that I've spoken to about it usually are people that uh, I guess you could say believe me and or are on the same spectrum, like on the same side as me, um, family members. I do have a couple of friends that I have spoken to about it and they didn't look at me like I was crazy. So that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, haven't, I haven't had a lot of experiences so far where I've had to kind of navigate through um, them looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> So it's kind of tough to, to, to touch on that, on that topic. I'm just not very, I'm not really open and out about talking about all of this usually because I just don't find it necessary in my journey. Yeah. And, and I can, I can understand that. Um, I actually, I've never brought it up because, well, to me, it's not something I can prove anyway. Yeah. So yeah. if I could prove it and then seek acceptance, okay, that's, that's one way to go about it, but I can't prove it. It's a guess. Uh, it's, it's very likely I have a great affinity for the type that may be called Pleiadians. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and it's fine, very strange. You know, one of the oddest things is the Galactic Federation of Light. Uh, that sounds absolutely lunatic coming out of my mouth. Um, Ashtar Command, the Galactic Federation, my heart just explodes saying it and thinking about it. I love that so dearly. And there's a part, you know, that's my heart. My mind says you're out of your mind. <laughs> No one is. This can't possibly be real, and yet I'm totally in love with it. Does that yeah. make any sense to you? Oh, it makes 100% sense. And um, reason being is because I'm extremely familiar with it. Um, the galactic, yeah, the galactic are you know very real in my mind. <laughs> and I actually was a part of a group, a light workers group. Um, with, uh, is it okay if I name drop here? Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. So, uh, one influence that I do have, I know that you have, you, you did have a question for that, um, is in starting my journey is a woman named Kat Fowler. Um, and she's a light worker herself. She also has a podcast called the soul awakening. Um, but I came across her and then I ended up, um, messaging her and she actually had a whole entire group of uh, light workers and a, I was added to the discord um, and they were just a bunch of really awesome people. I'm, I'm no longer affiliated with them for just the sake of I am busy. <laughs> um, but they would do like group deep meditations where um, one of the girls, she was able to actually connect in with the galactic and speak. Now this sounds crazy, <laughs> but, but they would speak through her <laughs> and give us all of like the energy updates and like things that are going on um, 
in in their dimensions and then in ours and um and how they're connecting and how things are changing and all of that and um afterwards i can if you're interested i can hook you up with that information but um it's really interesting and 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 fascinating to listen to because i i guess i truly believe that she was connected in and they were speaking through her and giving us these updates and messages. I didn't think that she was crazy and just like saying stuff. <laughs> well, for information, information, because this is audio only informationally, um, if people do want to know the podcast is called Soul Awakening, I think you said, is that how people yeah. can find her? Okay. And it's Kat Bowler, C-A-T, K-A-T. How would you so spell it's it? K A T Fowler F O W L E R. Oh F. Okay. All right. Yeah. So anybody who wants to do that, that's that's the way you would do your search and and come. I, this group. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And and I started listening to her a couple of years ago, and she was able to explain and validate a lot of things for me when it comes to. Um, you know, just meditation in general, and when it comes to star seeds and all of that, and through her, I found, and you may know this name, Robert Schwartz. Um, so he's the author of Your Soul's Plan. Uh, the book is wild, right. but it really affirmed so much for me in regards to your life's plan. And some of it can be a little much for most people, but I feel like it really resonated with me. And it it ties into this whole entire you know topic that we're talking about today. Um, but yeah, so I, I, uh, I was basically just starting my journey, listening to her and a lot of things just kind of clicked. So now we're at this point, where do you think is, or what do you think is the ultimate goal? Where are we headed for this assistance and placement that we have? My gosh, it's so tough to say because it's like we're getting energy updates daily and more and more and more of it are just aiming towards, and this is so corny, but the majority of the things that I'm hearing and downloading is just to love one another and that we're, and that we're all going to be okay and that we are moving in the right direction. And it doesn't necessarily seem like it right now. And so that's what makes it so difficult. But I think that you just have to truly believe in that and do your best to stay um, connected into your highest self, into your highest good. And I think that if you're able to do that, your light and your love will radiate onto others and that it, it will ultimately change, but it does, it takes time. Um, so I'm not sure where we're at necessarily. Um, I haven't even connected in and listened in. I, my last meditation that I did um, was like a couple weeks ago. I've just, I haven't made time, unfortunately. And I really should because I really felt called to. I've been seeing 333 for the past like uh, four days everywhere. Yeah, 333 three, <laughs> three, three to me means the ascended masters. I don't know if that means the same to you. Um. Yes, and I think, and 
it yeah the ascended masters um energy um light like there's so much that goes into that and i think they're just basically telling me like hey reground yourself and connect back in and i do need to do that so i don't i'm not sure where we're headed necessarily but every time that i've connected in it's always been positive and i've been told that we're on the right track and that's so vague i know well yeah uh, for me I feel like it's I've been ramped up Um, ramped up and expanded I'm doing more now than I ever had in my life before and I feel energetically very different and I can't even put my finger on that no because it's unexplainable yeah it's it's truly unexplainable and I I think everybody is feeling that way I don't think it's just you and I. Not every, not everybody, but a good lot of us who are tapped in, tuned in. They may not, they may not like necessarily know it on the level that we do, but I know that people like the just based off of being able to feel others' energy, it's felt different. Everyone, um, me, yeah, like even at work, um. But I don't know if it's positive or negative. And that's that's the thing that I'm struggling with is I can't really, like you said, I can't really put a finger on it. Mm. Um, but just the general energy within our dimension just feels different. No. How would you describe a download? So if other people are having experiences and downloads, but they don't know what they are, they've never, they don't know anything about this. They've never experienced it before what should they be looking for or feeling or what is that that may be happening to them? So it's different for for everybody, of course. Um, There are different types of downloads you could get. It could be um, like clairvoyant. It could be clairaudient. Like it could, you could feel, you could feel it. Let me break it down because not not everybody knows what this means. So um, you could have a feeling or a knowing. where you'll just be thinking about something and it it'll it'll just seem a little off where you're like where did this thought come from um it could be something that you actually hear which sounds a little crazy but no i'll stop you there because one of the things that happens to me a lot is the ringing in my ears Yes. It's like I'm getting information in on a higher frequency. I don't understand what it is in words, but it's just a high ring for a little while. You say, oh, your ears are ringing. Someone's talking about you. No, my ears are ringing because I'm getting a download right now. And I noticed the other day the pitch was so much higher. It was a much higher, thinner pitch. And I went, oh boy, here we go. This is totally different. Now, do you get the ear thing? So I get the ear thing, but I'm actually clear audience personally. So when I'm receiving messages, I'm, I'm literally hearing essentially a voice in my head. Oh. And it is actually like a clear, uh, not always, but usually like a clear message um oh okay cassie for example you gotta clarify that give us what the message would be 
Um, where is, I mean, the most recent one, cause I, I actually, I don't get downloads all the time. Some well, people no do them all the time. <laughs> I know. And you know, and the people that say they do, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've, I've had like downloads before where they were more so just like, and I don't claim to be psychic. I don't think that I am, but I, but I do believe that I am highly intuitive. And so when I do get a message, I trust, it's essentially like trusting your own gut and well, just but like, what, but you said you're clairaudient, clairaudient, which I am a yeah. little bit too. So you tell me what those words were, for example, because if no, this has not happened to anybody they're struggling with understanding this right now. Yeah, you're so right. It's it's difficult to have a conversation and explain it in like to not to insult, but like ABC terms because it's like talking with you. I can just say it and you understand it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the most recent download that I had, and it was it was a couple months ago, um, and I actually you know what I actually it came to me as a message and I wrote it down yeah. and it was it actually it actually came out as a poem um and I really wish that I had this with me right now that's okay just kind of you know fake it <laughs> you kind of uh, got the gist of what it was <laughs> uh, it's difficult to fake like I kind of want to go get it now Okay, we can um, pause. Oh, pause can again. we pause? Yeah, we can because pause. Because this again. is important. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, pause. Okay. Again. Okay. I know All that right. you have other things okay. this okay. afternoon. All right. Wait so. a okay, we're back. And Cassie has found what she needed to find, which if it was me, I'd never be able to find it. So I'm very impressed. Okay, Cassie, what have you got? <laughs> so basically, um, the download that I had came to me in words and I a lot of the times I write things down um and this one came in the form of a poem and it didn't necessarily make sense to me until the very last like sentence and I was like oh my gosh what <laughs> um so basically it says a canoe can drift or be steered much like the mind a vessel run by time and capsuled, dreaming of sunshine. Listen to your mind, surround it with light. You are the ore. The, um, I don't even know what this word is. The universe is yours or something like that. Um, but wow. it was just so crazy to me. Yeah. And I just. It's lovely. Thank you. <laughs> and I was just in awe because I was like, wow, like basically I was being told like, listen, like, listen to your, to your, to yourself. Like it, it's basically a message of being intuitive, right. And being aware. Um, and that's, you're and powering, yeah. You're powering the journey. Uh, I question whether you're going to drift or steer. I'm not sure whether there's advice in there or not, but I think it's a, a lovely image. It really, really was. And, and I'm actually really glad that I found this because that was the very last download that I have and it, it had, and that was, that was probably like three months ago. 
And that was during a time where I was feeling pretty depressed and just really like feeling um, just a, such a shift, a negative shift in energy, like within the whole universe. And I think that now um, things really are, they are, they're feeling, the energy is feeling weird, but I think it's feeling better. I think that, you know, as, as, a, as the human, um, all, of, all of us beings are kind of like descending more towards like love and light and all of that, um, which again, sounds corny, but yeah. <laughs> I do and, think. And let's not minimize the fact that we're also in the middle of a pandemic where there is heightened anxiety a lot of people going through problems because they're withdrawn that from being active with a lot of other people and and this has never been a problem for me i've always been kind of a loner i guess maybe as a as if you are that empathic and you are that super sensitive you kind of have to be because it gets to be too much. So the people that were having great difficulties because they were sort of addicted to constantly going, 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 um, party, party, and not having to think about are suddenly alone with themselves. Mm -hmm. And very, very, very stressful for them, which I didn't realize the extent of it until we got into the midst of that. So if we go outside, of our lovely starseed bubble into the the marketplace it's very it can be very stressful i think it'd be very stressful because you pick up so much from other people let's let's talk about sensitivity um i think that's one of the things that isn't always understood is how extremely sensitive you are to everything Uh, yes can you talk a little bit about that yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I am extremely sensitive as a, as a human being, and um, it can be frustrating at times. On if I'm being honest, uh, because it 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 kind of ties into just being at work, or you know, if I'm in like a class or something like that. Um, things that people say. Um, a lot of times if somebody says something that like upsets me nine times out of 10, I'm not upset because I feel personally attacked or like, I feel just like I'm being, you know, made fun of. Like, I think that I'm feeling so sensitive because I'm feeling that other person's like projection. And so I am sensitive in that aspect where pretty much like we talked about before, I just feel everything and it's, it's upsetting because I've noticed that there are a lot of people that aren't awakened and you can tell right off the bat when you first like speak to them, you can tell that they are just living in like the third dimension and they are just, they don't care necessarily about or and they haven't really been introduced to anything different other than their day-to-day lives and for example you know I was at work the other day and uh, one of my co-workers said something to me um, and I I overheard the other person because I I had I had mentioned oh well you know I'm, I'm an empath so I can't you know I can't help me feeling about this specific way about this situation 
And another person said, uh, I'm definitely not an empath, That all that stuff doesn't make any sense to me. And I was just like, well, <laughs> you know, what, what can I really say about that? Mm. Um, it's almost like they are just diminishing you for the, the person that you are. And it's kind of funny because I don't, I don't diminish other people's feelings or like what they believe in and stuff like that. So I am extremely sensitive to all sorts of things. Do you feel as, and I, this is the way it has appeared to me recently, that we're sort of in two different camps. One is love-based and one is fear-based. And yes. the, yeah, and the fear-based is, is very hesitant to believe in anything that's not materialistic. It's like they're absolutely terrified of being made a fool of. They're absolutely terrified of being thought to be gullible. So they've closed down on just about everything and if you are feeling empathetic towards a situation they think you're gullible and stupid you know oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah no and and I feel that all the time and I, I I can tell you know right off the bat like I said I can tell like what this person believes in just by talking to them so i can kind of gauge and 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 know like where my conversation is going to start and end with this person because i've already felt who they are what they are and what they believe in within the first hello or even looking at them yeah um and and a lot of people and it's 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 kind of funny because a lot of people can see that aspect or like that quality of me. Um, basically, like I'm potentially judgmental, um, but I'm not. And that's it's so funny because I, I just feel like I just know who you are. And it's yeah. hard to explain. <laughs> no, and, and I know exactly right. what I know exactly what you mean. You can judge them instantly. You just don't blame them. I yes. think is the way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. How about how yeah. about you know? Um, now a lot of that that's emotional sensitivity, but um, physically in terms of uh, noise, oh, I can, yes, colors. Uh, yes, I think I have some synesthesia because colors colors are very important to me but too many that any that clash actually sound like noise or i mean you know it's like what i perceive can actually feel like it's noisy to me um things like that do you have any of those issues i have an extreme feel extreme feeling of fission and so what that means is like I'll get like actual like chills or goosebumps and like feel different frequencies and um that come from music and when I'm listening to like certain songs um things like that and it's 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 a mystery uh in human nature um and and another one of those which is why it's our type of thinking is so hard for people to believe because it's unexplainable yeah. it's just you can feel like i physically feel music um different frequencies different sounds um and it's just 
yeah, that's just what it is. It's that's called bridge. Yeah. But yeah. I get the, I get what you're talking about though, with the, with colors and like object and stuff like that, because I do experience that as well sometimes. Um, for example, and this, I'm not sure if this is connected or if it's off, off topic, um, but in my meditations, I see colors, lots of different, you know, different colors will come to me and that correlates to something within my life or a week down the road, something will stand out to me and that color matches it and, and then something clicks and it makes sense for me. Um, so I, I get that aspect of it too. We are just interesting people. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just finding out how interesting it is, <laughs> which leads me right into the, the 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 subject of dreams and vivid. Oh yes, yeah. How? What? What are your? My dreams are so vivid. I it takes me a while sometimes to figure out whether something's real or not. Once I wake up, um, it takes a while for me to realize. Wait a minute, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> in this reality uh you've got to kind of let that go because that's not real you just dreamt that do you have some of those issues too oh absolutely I actually <laughs> I remember all of my dreams when I wake up um my dreams are also extremely vivid and I think that just that ties right on into us being, you know, intuitive, like enlightened beings. I mean, we are, we are certainly not living in the third dimension, you and I, and we are, our consciousness in our is so heightened um, that when we're dreaming, a lot of our dreams, what I believe, um, do have like, things within them that connect to our reality and our world. Um, and they may not make sense right away, but sometimes, sometimes they will, even if they like make zero sense while you're in the dream. And even afterwards, sometimes things within your life and at least in mine um, will connect back to that dream that I had. And I don't know if that's some sort of like psychic type ability or like some sort of like, I, I couldn't explain it, but yeah, maybe synchronicity, who knows? Synchronicity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's odd and it, it freaks me out sometimes. Cause I'm like, I talk to people, we were just talking about this, which is, and which is a cool kind of like little connection. I was just talking about dreams two days ago with some of my coworkers and they were saying how they don't remember them at all. And I was, we were having this exact conversation, which is funny. Um, so yeah, some, I always, I don't get it. I've always remembered my dreams since I was little. Um, it's you, uh, do bizarre. You, do you go to recurring places? I was just going to say that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yes. I was just going to say, you know, there, I do have a couple of recurring, recurring dreams. Um, since I was as young as I can, five years old. Um, I've wow. been going to this, um, this cliff and it's not like a, like a scary place, but it's almost like if you think of, if you've seen like in movies where they're like standing over the cliff and there's wind and there's a big sprawling field behind you, it's kind of similar to that. 
and all the flowers in the field are glowing. Oh. And I've been and I've been going to this place for as my whole life. Wow. And it's yeah, like every almost every year I I go there and it's and I don't know what it is or where it is or what it means still to this day, but I go there. Um there's a there's an attic that I go to, don't know where it is. I don't no clue. Um but it's not scary. Um none of my dreams are scary, especially my recurring ones luckily. <laughs> um but they're, but I know them and they're familiar. And typically when I have those dreams um, and I go back to these places that are familiar to me, I wake up and I'm, I'm usually in, in just some more, I have more heightened awareness and I'm usually in a great mood mm. and I, and I have a good like next couple months because I just, I, I feel almost as if I became more grounded when I'm having these, those dreams, those recurring um, when I'm going to these places that are familiar. So it's really interesting that you bring up dreams because I could talk about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get back to it. So have you had some lucid dreams? Oh, I've lucid dreamed. Yes, I have. And I've never done it purposely though. Mm. Unfortunately, I wish that I could. It's happened once or twice for me. And um, it was a really cool experience and I was at one time one time I did it I was in a city um and I just kind of walked around and just felt so light and it just there was just calm um and it was cool because I just I know that I was in control of what I was doing and um yeah, I, it's only happened twice, once or twice. Um, I wish that I could do it pur purposefully, but I think that's just a, a skill I have not mastered. Yeah, it's a skill and, and not something I really feel that has to be something I do. If I have a lucid yeah. dream, it's, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm dreaming. And I get so excited that I'm in a lucid <laughs> dream that I wake up. So it's like, I, you know, I blow the whole opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the other things that happens too, is like, I'll, I'll be dreaming. I'll wake up and I'll go to turn on a light or something like that. And usually the key and which I don't always connect to is that the light doesn't come on. And it's like, Oh, I can't get this light on. And then I wake up again. Have you had levels of waking up until you finally wake up and say, how do I know I'm awake now? <laughs> it's like a, it's like inception. <laughs> um, no, I haven't had that, but oh, I have. Oh yeah. But I can see how you yeah. can certain, especially for somebody that remembers their dreams so vividly, I can definitely see that happening. <laughs> Yeah, I've been yeah. levels of dreaming. Well, you'll probably have one now that I said. Honestly, <laughs> I probably will now. <laughs> I'll be thinking about it. You have to let me know. You have to let I me will. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, you can talk about dreams forever. It's fun. It's a fun topic. Now, one of the other things that I noticed about Arcturians, and this is really strange, they said they're, that they're good at um magic and wizardry which would not be something i would think about is it something that is that something that appeals to you 
Oh, oh you've yes. Never tried? Yeah, really? Okay. So I've, I've never tried um, necessarily to the extent of like something you'd see in a movie, but um, for years I practiced uh, Wiccan. Oh, you and, did? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay, cool. And yeah, so there was there was there was a there was a little period of my life and I still, you know, to this day, like I don't necessarily refer to myself, but I do think all that like here I am one with the earth and that's a little woo-woo, but I am very uh naturistic. So um yeah, when I when I when I was practicing that stuff, I would do, you know, little things here and there, like, it's almost kind of like manifestation, I guess you can for people that don't understand, you can kind of explain it like that, where, you know, you, for me, I would like write something on a piece of paper, and I would have these different herbs, and I would do all of these things and say these specific words that I found in a book <laughs> and um I and these things would happen and that might sound crazy but it, it worked for me and ever since then I mean that's I ended up getting into meditations after that and talking to my grandfather and all this stuff which I actually didn't tell you about but like well, guess what yeah. here's this your big opportunity to tell us about it now yeah <laughs> so, so go <laughs> And so there, it wasn't a huge period of my life when, you know, that I was into that, but, um, when it comes to like magic and things like that, I've always just been fascinated and drawn to it. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's real. <laughs> so I don't know how to prove it, but I think that, um, well, to me, if something works, it's real, <laughs> what more proof to you I know and it, but it's like but it, it's like how would you prove it you know what I mean you can't be like I guess you could I mean back then we didn't really have like social media I didn't have like a cell phone and stuff like that so it's like I couldn't like I guess I could take a picture of whatever this thing was I wrote and then it happened you know a year later and be like see yeah <laughs> but, that's you know that's proof all yeah. right tell me what, what did your grandfather have to do with it so it's a little off. I guess it's a little off topic because he anything goes. Okay. <laughs> so that's another another portion of what got me into meditation, which led to learning about star seeds and all of that is um what really triggered my interest in all of this was my grandfather. Um, because he was always a traveler and he would tell me stories when he was younger, he would drive cross country for years, living out of a van and joining these like meditation groups and practicing Reiki wow. and all of this stuff and did a lot of reading on meditation and Reiki. And, um, there are too many stories to go into, but he ultimately helped me start my journey with all of this. Um, you know, he, he, he told me he would go into like national parks and like do meditations and, and like this happened for him in like the sixties and seventies. And I was like, man, I wish I, but that, that I, I kind of resonate with that because I, I believe that I'm an old soul. And I think that, you know, 
he was put into my life for a reason or vice versa, because I guess he's my elder, but <laughs> not sure. Well, you were very um, lucky then because you didn't have a lot of opposition growing yes. up, or did you? Did your parent or your parents fairly open to all of this, or did they try to shut it down? So I would say they weren't not open to it, but unfortunately, I grew up um, Catholic, so I. <laughs> I love the unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> so um, just a little side note on that. Um, I will say this, that when I was 10 and I remember it like, you know, it was yesterday, um, I, I had been going to catechism and that's like the Sunday school. And um, I didn't believe in any of it. And I was that little girl just asking all these questions that just, I'm, you know, where I was just like, yeah, I don't know about this. And I don't know about that. That doesn't seem right to me. Um, and even back then I had a knowing and a feeling and I just knew that all of this stuff just was, I don't know, doesn't, didn't resonate with me. And so I did tell my mother, you know, that I didn't want to go and she didn't make me after that, you know, we stopped and she didn't know, she didn't realize that it's not something that I was necessarily interested in. It's just, you know, traditions of my grandmother and then her and then, you know, so on and so forth. And so she just did what she knew. Um, I don't necessarily think that it was that my how I felt was diminished in terms of like me being like too emotional stuff like that but I do think that um my biggest influence was definitely my grandfather but I didn't I didn't know him as well back then I've only started talking about him to him about all of this stuff over the past maybe like four or five years I never knew this stuff about my grandfather and he met my grandmother and she's my Nana and she's the religious one. So funny? it's, it, yeah, no, it's really funny and it's interesting. So I always just thought that they were just, eh, you know, well, that was nuts. normal. Kids just yeah. accept whatever is as, as being normal. Are they both still alive? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they you're are very lucky. You're very yeah, lucky. They, they're good. alive. I know. Yep. So it's, uh, you know, it's just been over the past few years that I've been having these conversations with my grandfather. And it's so wow. interesting because it validates me. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I was the only one. It's nice. To, it's nice to have familiarly familiar. Oh, boy. <laughs> Validation. Familiarity. I yeah. said that right. Well, no, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you feel in conflict? with Christianity in a fear-based way, because there is this, this tendency to reject anything that is not part of Christian dogma as being a situation where you're going to hell. And that fear creeps in with a lot of people. Did you have to deal with that or did that not even ever occur to you? Oh, that didn't even occur to me personally, because I just, um, because all of this stuff never uh never necessarily like came to fruition until my older years 
Um, and that was that was to the point where I've always been extremely independent. So in, a, in like kind of a free thinker um, that influences like, you know, my grandmother with the, you know, religion, the Catholic, all of that. Um, I never really cared. I was just like, if you're mad that I'm not going to church, oh, well, and this is what I believe. And that's that. Mm -hmm. And I never allowed like any fear or anything like that to come between what I believe in and, and vice versa. So um, no, I never had like a fear necessarily or anything like that. Um, and it really just didn't occur to me until until you asking me just now. I don't have an extremely pushy family, but let me give a small example. When we would get together pre-pandemic, <laughs> like uh, let's say for Christmas, stuff like that. And, you know, we're, I, I have a fairly big family. Everybody would stand in the living room before dinner and freaking hold hands and say a prayer. And I just didn't join. I just wasn't, I, <laughs> and it's not, it's not, they of course, you know, found it to be, uh, I don't know, rude or childish because they view me as, because they're my elders, they view me as a child, even though I was a grown adult choosing to not, you know, participate. Um, but I, they've never really treated me any differently. You just have, you just know that they're not happy about it. <laughs> well, some ways you were fortunate. I was just thinking that if you get, if you achieve, not if, when you achieve your goal of being a school counselor, you may mm -hmm. run into children who are brought up into such strict evangelical cult-like situations. I'm, I think that there must be a lot to deal with because there's there's so much going on there and the evangelical um movement at its core and some of its core locations are very extreme and very fear-based and uh, i'm not even sure how i would go about trying to to help any kids that are being raised that way i know um someone that I was working with with the book was brought up into a, a sect so restrictive that you would be going to hell if you wore open clothes open toed shoes oh, man. I mean that's how bad that's how bad yeah. and it's not and this was in Connecticut okay so <laughs> this is not you know this is not in sub southern baptist land and it's like I thought yeah. to myself, how do you help people how do you help kids who are being brought up that way and must be so terrified that if they break away at all, it's it's eternity in, in fire. I mean, I really believe this. I and and that's and that's why all of this to answer your question is like that's why I'm getting into this type of work because I just feel called to do so. That's you know, beautiful. for these very reasons, because and it's and it's not necessarily to like just have everybody believe what I believe. Yeah, you're not, not, I'm not trying you're to, not converting. You're not converting. Yeah, I'm not anymore. trying to indoctrinate people. <laughs> um, but I do want to be even an ear and you know, to listen and to help if I can you know, to the extent of like making that, make sure that these children or people, whomever it may be, know that there's not one right or wrong thing that they can choose 
for themselves that, you know, just like my poem, that they are the, the or they, you know, control their vessel, that that is, you know, that's what they're here to do. Oh, what a, what a lovely way to put it. I like that so much. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember, well, even if you just are able to give them some love um, yep. and, and receive that love from someone who isn't part of that community, because they really do tend to view people who aren't in that community as somewhat demonic. And oh, yeah. that just slides us right into another topic. What is your views on the cosmology and evil and the demonic and the negative aspects that I usually don't want to talk about because who wants to go there? But on the other hand, do you live in this world too? Yeah. Um, how do you, how, what, what are your feelings about that? So I, it took me a while um, to not, I guess, not be afraid, I guess, for lack of better words, because I've never necessarily been afraid, um, because I have trusted in my guides. And for example, like whenever I go into a meditation, I protect myself, I have, you know, the right stones, I ask my guides for protection, I, 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 this this will be hard for other people to understand that don't get it, but like I will in my meditation surround myself with like crystalline or amethyst of like, um, not not physical, <laughs> but like all around me, and I'll make sure that because they are very real. Just to kind of break it down, yes, like demonic, if you want to call it that, or like evil, whatever you want to call it is very real. And I think that it's important to not feed into it with fear, but with light and love. And it's, it's one of those things where if you, if you tell them that they cannot enter your being, they won't, they can't, they physically can't, they mentally can't. And so, so, and so it is, as they say. So <laughs> um, I'm not scared of, of anything like that. I'm not scared of talking about it because I just, I don't allow it to engross my mind. Um, because once you do there, I wouldn't say there could be a problem, but it's a little bit more difficult. You need a lot more, um, I guess, help on like the light worker side, you know, with all of that. So yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's not something that I'm scared of. I have a tendency to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. Do you do that? Absolutely. Okay, and I've been trying to really okay. figure that out for a long time. What are your theories on that? I mean, three o'clock, bam, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've actually grown to believe that it's not even I. So I don't watch horror movies, anything like that. I don't actually be personally believe that the three o'clock waking up is necessarily for fear or for like demonic reasons. I think it's more so of like a calling where, because it doesn't happen to me all the time. Typically when it happens is when I'm for example, visiting one of my recurring dreams or, you know, something like that. I think a lot of times when I wake up, I, at that time, I first 
listen to see if there are any messages for me that maybe my guides need to tell me. Um, and if there's nothing there, I just take it as an opportunity that I need to ground myself. Um, and who knows, it very well could be something evil that you're waking up at 3 a.m. I just don't view it that way. And, and that's, that's kind of what helps me kind of ground myself and move forward from there. But waking up at 3 a.m. is a very real thing in the in our community. Um, there are very there are tons of different theories as to why, but that's kind of my aspect of it. I've moved um, with different ideas um, over time, and I certainly don't think I have the answer. I yeah. noticed that one of the things that tends to happen once I'm awake is I start beating myself up for uh, with old guilt trips and uh mm. you know rehashing stuff that i feel guilty about that oh i wish i hadn't done that or sad things that have happened to me and i decided at some point well okay this could be uh, a sort of demonic torment is that there's something dark wanting me to feel badly about everything all over again for the thousandth time and i said yeah. okay well if what what would i do about that and i said well the worst thing i can do to them is pray for the demons and boy they don't like that <laughs> they, they don't did. want yeah. love from you no you know, pray for them send them some love and that well that isn't what we came for and yep. then kind of off we go. That's a possibility. Um, yep. The other thing is, the other thing is, I thought, well, maybe I have to wake up in order to protect everyone else in the household. Oh, I'm yes. on alert now, and uh, and usually, you know, there's a cat involved somewhere, which is yep. probably on the alert too, because they're always awake at three o'clock in the morning. And maybe it's a protection thing. I don't know, but. Uh, I kind of wish I did, and I it is so common. Uh, almost everyone I know that is even somewhat spiritually awake has got the mm -hmm. three o'clock thing. So yeah. maybe one of these days I'll get an absolute answer. But uh, it's interesting that we're all doing it. We so are. And personally, um, not to cut you off, but personally, I think... Um, that if that is what you believe it to be, then it probably is. Could be. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I mean, you're a very, you're also an intuitive type person. You're, you know, it's, um, if you have a feeling that this is, when you wake up and you're, and your first thought is protection, right? For example, yes, that is your being told to do that. So, mm -hmm. you know, that could do be. a little, yeah, close your eyes, do a little meditation. Oh, that's a good when I'm yeah, when I'm doing when when stuff like that happens to me, if I hear, for example, like protection, some just just to keep it um easy to understand, I'll close my eyes and because you can meditate even with your eyes open and walking down the street. Um, but I'll close my eyes and I picture my protection meditations as um how could i explain it as like a grid almost where um if i'm sending like good protection energy out i'll 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 basically picture my whole house 
as like a grid and I'll, I'll go, I'll expand my consciousness like out more and more and more until it fills the entire house, like a sonar. Mm, that's um, nice. Yeah. And, 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 and then at the end of each like little grid, I put like crystalline or I'll put like some sort of light and any type of like good energy there. And I'll keep building, building out until it encases my entire house. Um, and I'll ask my guides to assist me with that. And, and then, and then I'll be good to go from there. So I don't know if that's, that could be, you know, helpful, something that you can try to do, you know, if you wake up at 3am and that thought comes to your head. <laughs> that's exactly uh, what I'm going to do. I think that's a beautiful yeah. vision. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's definitely something that I'm going to try. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we probably have come to the of uh, fullness of the hour of our yeah. however long we've been here and i don't really want to end this i want to go on all day but there's you know only so much ground we can cover at True. one time um <laughs> and plus you have less to do and uh well i guess so do i so yep. i think i'll let you go and uh okay. the assignment will be to think of more things to talk about in the future because i would love to do this again Absolutely. I think that next time we should go into like new age because I, I uh, hate that term and I'd like to touch more on that. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a deal. I will meet okay. you at a later time. Okay. Thank you Perfect. very much, Cassie. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Carol. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the ride. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on your favorite topics. Patreons are always welcome. Trolls will be deleted. Special thanks to Super Patreon Joe Pagana for his support and to Tom Mays for the music. You can email me at anomalytrain at protonmail.com and I will do my best to get right back to you. Lastly, thank you Art Bell, wherever your soul is. I know it must be a happier place for you.